to promote critical thought and help awaken the evolution that is inside all of us to push forward every day to learn and evolve into a society that we may find a way to coexist together. It's time for the evolution of life. And now, here are your hosts, Phil Furman and Tyler Munoz. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to us now. This is our uh, new show called The Evolution of Life. Tyler, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you, Phil. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today, guys. We really appreciate it. You know, uh, that opening, if that voice sounded familiar to you, it's because... Incredible. I know. It's <laughs> yeah. my childhood friend who, when he was that young, he was always talking like that. He was always like, Phil, what do you think we should do to us? I'm like, <laughs> let's go throw rocks at the creek. <laughs> so who would have known years later, you know, I know you know him different as I know him because... Wes for, Johnson. Yeah. Man. How do you know him? Dude, Wes Johnson, and I'm pretty sure most of our audience is going to know him too. This guy is the voice behind so many Skyrim characters, so many characters in Oblivion, so many of the video games that you've played, so many of the sports intros that you've watched, if you're into hockey, if you're into football. This guy's all over voice acting, man. He's done so many commercials. If you've, if you've ever driven your car, you've probably heard his voice. Dude, it's incredible, man. This guy's awesome. And he's such a nice person too. It was incredible meeting him, man. Thank you, Phil. Well, you know, the funny thing is, Tyler's talking about voiceovers. You know, the first time I knew, I knew Wes did voiceovers, but I didn't know how big he was till my son was like, Dad, I know that voice. And then, you know, my, my co-host here, he, oh he almost God. loses his mind. He's like, dude, this dude has talked to me at 3 a.m. You know, when people are playing the video games. Literally. So, But yeah. I know him, and a lot of you who don't know him through the video games know him through the other side of the sports world. Yep, this yep. guy is the voice of the Washington Capitals. And mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you with this. Let's bring the fury. <laughs> Wes Johnson, our man. We love him to death. Thank, Thank you, you Wes. Wes. Thank you so much. Well, you know, this is The Evolution of Life, and uh, one of the things we want you to know, my name is Phil Furman. I'm a retired football coach, history teacher, worked with a a major college program in the football department, uh, was an athletic academic tutor, and now I am a social media influencer. And uh, I've linked up with a guy who is phenomenon in the technical world i say tech and he always reminds me it's technical phil but i you know i want to give a special shout out hello welcome to my uh co-host tyler munoz thank you wes i appreciate it man i uh i am a uh former street rat slash goonie turned it nerd um uh staunch uh libertarian uh big huge fan of freedom um and uh thank you so much for joining us guys uh yeah i met wes um i started just you know repairing a couple things for him helping him with his iphone some 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 studio equipment he wanted oh oh my god that's all right man hey i got i got wes on the mind i know i know just fire me right now man dude uh uh but um uh you know and and we we started talking and 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 just you know kicking it and, and 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 we had such great conversations and we got together so well and he ended up recording me without me knowing and showing a couple people and they were like wow dude these conversations man they're really bridging the gap because we come from two different perspectives so so i'm really excited to be here phil thank you man yeah i'm, I'm gonna enjoy this so yes folks this show 
the evolution of life is we're going to have the evolution of so many different things. It's not just going to be the evolution of life. It's going to be evolution of banking, evolution of the marijuana trade, the evolution mm -hmm. of, of interracial couples. We're, we have so many different episodes we're going to get into Great. with you all. But I want you to know that this is an A&M Media production. And um, I'm so, so happy that uh, we have so many successful different people working in our uh, A&M Media company. But right here, this is our ship, and we're getting ready to guide you all in. So, welcome to the evolution of life. Hey, we're going to take another spin around the block. Before we get to it, before we get into the, uh, the main theme of what we're going to do today. We're going to talk a little bit about sports, talk a little bit about something else, and then we're going to get into it. But right now, Deion Sanders. <clears throat> he is a major topic of the sports world, not because he's one of the most successful Power Five big university coaches. It's because he's come from a HBCU small school and turned it into a David and Goliath, them being David. Uh, what's going to upset the whole sports world and turn it on its back is because now it's showing these college recruits. You don't have to go to Alabama. You don't have to go to USC or UCLA or your Notre Dames or your Michigans to go to the NFL because Deion Sanders has brought at least 32 of the 36 football teams came to the combine he had. No HBCU school has had that happen. Now, for those of you who don't know what HBCU means, it means historical black college and universities. And they are the smaller, while many players have came from there, they don't get the major publicity of your bigger schools. Dion's changing all that. And if they win out, which means if they go undefeated, they're going to flip the FBS playoffs on its heels on its head because now you have to include an HBCU school which has never been included in wow. that. So you know you have all kinds of uh, uh, history being made. Last weekend in uh, Jackson, uh, Florida, wherever he's at, that college, it's Jackson University, it was the first time ever college game day has went to an HBCU school. Wow. Now the, the difference is uh -huh. The, the whole country sees every college game day. You yeah. see it. The, the overhead camera goes across the crowd. A sea of people. Yeah, absolutely. Last weekend, they saw a sea of black, and it put some people on their heels like, whoa, okay. we didn't know college game day was going to be there. And when you saw it, they really didn't do the crowd like they should have mm -hmm. because this was something new, going to an HBCU school. The reason is Deion Sanders was on 60 Minutes talking about it. Deion Sanders has been very vocal. Yeah. And if he can start getting big recruits <clears throat> off of these big universities to come to these HBCU mm -hmm. schools, you're going to see a different kind of football at these big Power Five schools because Interesting. Okay. you and I have talked about the genetics of players, cultural okay. and all that. There's going to be a difference in a few years if these more colorful players start going to the HBCU schools. So Interesting. with that, okay, cool. you know, I'm going to leave you with that one. But also, let's, you know, we're going to keep moving, but uh -huh. Herschel Walker – Great football player years ago, yeah. and, and we're not talking about the, the the color and culture of foot, of athletes right now. But we all going to get into it. We will get into it in this evolution of life because they're really pulling Herschel Walker over the coals because of this whole he had an abortion in college. Well, 
I'm just going to say it. There were many football players in different colleges that had abortion back in the day. Right. The only difference is Herschel Walker's now running for a political position, and you right. know, I'm sorry, dirtiest, dirtiest, dirtiest world is politics. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. why somebody told me one time they're like, "You should run for mayor." I said, "I should slap you because <laughs> that's some dirty, <laughs> that's some dirty shit to me." So, um, you know, and Tom Brady, Tom, I don't know what you're thinking. But at least Rob Gronkowski went out on things on top when he retired. And Giselle told you, that's Giselle, the formal model, uh, European model, Tom Brady's wife. She said, Tom, if you don't retire after you won this last Super Bowl, you're going to go flat, you're going to go downhill, and I'm going to leave you. A month ago, she filed for divorce. And Tom Brady has had the worst season he's she ever had. She filed for divorce. Yes. You know what? You know what? She filed no. for divorce you know because what? she told him. Because no. he told her, no. I'm going to retire. He said it out loud. He said it to the media. And here's your thing. He's won enough Super Bowls. He's no. on top. He's 43 years old. I'm he's sorry. repacking did, did his you, blood. Did, did you make a union? Did you make a commitment? Or, or are you just a fair weather? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And and, 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 and that makes me lose a little bit of respect for her. That, no, no, I'm no. sorry, but that's, that's ridiculous. But you got to remember, in the football world, yeah. after all those many years, he has nothing more to prove. He I agree with that. And, and I, I, yeah, think I, agree with that. I think he should have... But you help, you help your partner grow, and, oh. and, and, and when they are at their lowest moment, you stand by them. Right. So, uh, like, like, that's hey, what being a partner is. It's the world we live in. It's yeah, the, that's It's the for evolution sure it of life, you oh know what I'm God. saying? So, you know, Tom Brady, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to say a prayer for you. And that, that, in a lot of ways, that's a, that, a perfect segue, too, man, right. because, you know, we, we, uh, we, we've had a, a huge degradation of a ton of the traditional – uh, 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 institutions of our society, man. Like, like, dude. Like, look, look. I'm not someone who 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 is big on tradition, and I'm not someone who 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 thinks that that we need to have like like a like a like like some sort of like uh, uh, Catholic, super Catholic, super super religious society. But but, dude. Like, a marriage is a partnership, and 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 divorce rates have been increasing at an alarming rate. Uh, you know, and you can see in in some of the most uh, morally bankrupt parts of our country, Hollywood, New York, divorce rates are the highest out of anywhere in our country. And, and I think that there is a correlation there. And I think that, you know, the, the, the sanctity of marriage and, and, and making a committed partnership to someone should be something that is respected and in a way, the way a lot of these celebrities, models, you know, sports players, uh, uh, actors, politicians, the way that they find these these the the way that they use these marriages as as political arrangements or, or career arrangements, it's uh, it honestly kind of disgusts me and, and, and I find it appalling. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, the funny thing is you're talking about that whole uh, marital and here here we go folks now. Tyler's thirty. I'm 61. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we're both sure. going to be going back and forth on the decades of what I've gone through mm -hmm. as to him. Now, I'm also as, I'm as, as I was growing up, yeah. one out of 20 marriages, one out of 20 marriages then yeah. in the 70s would end a divorce. Wow. In the 80s, wow. one out of 10. Now, I got married my first time. It was one out of three. And now it's 50% of wow, marriages man. end in divorce. That's insane yeah and, and and here's me i'm i can prove it like i'm 61 yeah i've been divorced twice 
Wow. I've been left at the altar. Oh, my geez. And I'm getting married in August of next yeah. year. So look at that right here. Whereas my grandparents yeah. stayed married from the time before they had their first child till the time they died. And were they happy at the end? They died months apart because they said older people that have been together more than 30, 40, 50 years. But when, when they die within six months of each other. Were they happy with each other? They were happy their whole lives. And, 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 and see, here's the thing, because we constantly see that. We constantly see these 30, 50-year-old commitments to each other, and these partners are happy. And, and I think it's the perspective that we are given by the media, by the culture, that we are told to look at marriage with. It's different than the perspective that people were told to think about marriage in the past. Now it's a, it's a tax break. You know, now, 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 now it's a, it's a, oh, okay, it's the next step from dating. But back in the day, it was, it was a life partner and you went out looking for a life partner, not just, you know, a buddy, not just someone who was a friend and also fun to have a fling with, you know, but, but, but someone who could be that survival life partner. It's you against the world. You guys are tackling it together. And in so many ways, we have lost that seriousness that survival element that consideration uh uh uh, that methodical approach to our 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 existence in favor of immediate gratification and 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 you know just 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 likes on on a on a social media profile and we have to thank like you said not social media and the internet because if you think about this i grew up at the time where you know, of course, there wasn't any internet, uh-huh. and families were big. Somebody said, "You yeah. know, what do you do when you can't watch TV anymore?" Well, my grandpa had seven kids, yeah. so you know, there were families that I grew up right. around that were five to eleven kids per family because in the yeah. winter time you didn't have four wheel drive really back then. You had station wagons. Well, so yeah. what are you going to do in the winter time? Yeah, yeah. You can only play so many games of Monopoly and right. Sorry and yeah. all that. But you know, but then again, at the same time, though, with that, with that, with that kind of family, that large of a family, you don't really need a TV. You got so much going on. There's Dude, something happening every moment. In the house I grew up in, in one room they were playing cards, in the other yeah. room they were playing the game of sorry. Nice. In the other yeah. room, now there was Lawrence Welk on the TV, and then you go in the back yeah, room yeah. with my uncle, and he's playing, you know, oh. uh, R&B songs. Nice. So yeah, it's right. all through the whole house, and even out it's in the alive. garage, yeah. it's live. And and there's your problem too, because we're seeing homes that yeah. you drive by that look empty when right. you see one light on in the back room right. because there's like mom, dad, and one kid, mom, right. dad, and two kids, or and, and, just and, mom, or just dad. And in reality, kids. everyone will be home, but none of them will be interacting with each other. You know, it's crazy. I had a, 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 the exact opposite childhood experience. I was an only child, and my dad would leave at 5 in the morning to go to work, and he wouldn't get home until like 7, 8 at night. And so literally, I spent my whole life alone at my house just doing whatever I wanted, building things, you know, like I, I was really into computers and stuff, and, 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 and eventually... I I ended up running around like a goonie in the street with my friends, but it was never that kind of like a live home space. I had to bring the life to it. So it's crazy hearing that from you. And and, and I'm sure that there's a whole ton of unique life experiences and lessons that come from that. But man, that's, that's why I always had to look outside the home to find that vibrance. Right. Yeah. Nowadays, look at this, just like you said, there could be four kids, but guess what? Every one of them's in a different room looking at an iPad, iPhone, a laptop, the the desktop, mom's in the kitchen listening to music you know dad's in the living room everybody's dip there's no family bonding and and there's no family bonding anymore. absolutely and building on that dude here here i i I work a serving job 
And and at the restaurant that I work at, half the time the the parents are coming in and they bring the tablet with the kid so that they don't have to interact with the kid while they're out there. So the kid's not learning social cues. The kid's not 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 engaging with the world. They're not getting anything different than what they would get at their home space. Except now they're also getting food on a plate, and that is not good for the child's brain development, the child's social development. There's so many things wrong with that. It's so painful to watch that. And here's where we flip right into kids. Kids, you know, we, Tyler and I were talking about it. We're, oh, you know, kids getting beat and all that. And, you know, there's two sides to it where somebody's going to be, oh, my God, I would never hit my child. Well, I grew up in a society where it was, you know, maybe overbeaten. But mm-hmm. to go right along with what she said, Tyler, yeah, yeah. you talk about knowing social cues. If if Mrs. Brown walked into the door, uh-huh. you better say, hi, Mrs. Brown, before your grandparents smacks you in the back of your head or your parents right. and says that. Right. So there's your difference of why kids get beat and why kids didn't and and, you know we were talking about this of my day paddles with holes in them aerodynamically way back in the day and that's what i went through but that's also that's also what i went through though yeah but here's your difference nowadays in the old days you spank uh the bus driver would give you paddling the teacher paddle you the principal paddle you and when you got home your parent be like oh you got paddled today i'm gonna whoop your ass for getting paddled nowadays they're like oh we're going to school because nobody should be touching my baby that's the problem somebody needs to touch your baby especially if he's acting bad and see the difference between when you were a kid and when i was a kid it was illegal for that to happen outside of the home but my dad was a pretty old school dude, and uh, I, I had a paddle that had the aerodynamic holes drilled into <laughs> it named Mr. Uranus Brain that I saw first thing in the morning when I woke up every morning right on my dresser facing me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. That is, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, you yeah. know what? We're, 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 this is our second show we're doing, and we Absolutely, hope that yeah. you all are going to listen to it, and we're going to get into Thank a lot so much, of other things. We're, we're going to chop it up. You know, uh, one of the things we're going to chop it up with right now is we were just talking about the difference of if you're dead or if you're dead to be revived and come back. So this is a, this is, this is a crazy thing, okay? So, so, so Phil and I have both had life or death experiences. No, not, not life. We've both had... Death. Near death Near experiences. Death. That's I think what you call it. Yeah, and um, and uh, uh, I think we both also had like life or death experiences though. But that's a separate. That's a totally that's separate. A totally, thing. totally yeah, separate issue. Yeah. But, totally but, separate. but 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 uh, but mine was I, w- I was sick and, and then I had an injury that caused me to neurologically shut down. And then I think yours was medication induced. Yeah, right? I uh, I had a heart attack at forty nine years old. Wow, uh, yeah. It was uh, what eleven years ago probably. Yeah, yeah and. Um, the biggest thing about that is, you know, and here's where Tyler and I are talking about, um, you know, when they wheeled me into the emergency room and yeah. they, the lady said, sign this, and I signed it. And she goes, the next thing you're going to feel is a prick. And after that prick, you know, people were always talking about when they die and when they go through this, they see the light, they see God, they see whatever. Now, here's your pharmaceutical type thing. You uh-huh. go into a comato- comatose state. Yeah, yeah. There's no lights. There's nothing. It's a complete black. Just like a light switch. Yeah, like you're. Yeah, everything just went off. Wow. Whereas, like you were saying. Yeah. Totally different, man. I, you know, it it was like it was like this world left, and then I had a whole nother spiritual experience, man. Like 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 when I I was sick, I was trying to go to school, and, and and I passed out while I was taking a piss. Uh, standing up and and then I smashed my head and knocked tiles off wow. the wall behind me oh and then I, I I fell head first and hit the ground 
uh, uh, below me. And so I, my, my, my whole body shut off for 30 seconds. My brain, my whole, ev- like, like, like uh, uh, everything shut down. I died for 30 seconds. And I, my experience during that period of time was I was on a roller coaster. I, and, and, and it was like this like green and red roller coaster. And I was flying through all of like the different spirits or consciousness and I could hear everyone's thoughts. It was like it was like the world didn't exist, but all the people's spirits or all, all, all the people's consciousness around me existed and made up the world. And I was floating through it. And then eventually, I popped into one of these spheres, and I felt like I was hearing all of the thoughts of of the entire world, future and past, at once. And I was I started spinning faster and faster and faster, and then I was like torn atom by atom, and then like smashed back together and boom thrown back into the world and i woke up and then there was my dad crying over me and 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 he he thought i was dead he was like crying and and then i and then i wake up and he was like he he just like i see his face like shock he's like what's going on and and then it was confirmed by a neurologist later that i had totally shut down and yeah you were in that realm just what you were saying it's like that in between he was in the in-between realm yeah well now let me tell you, and and we're gonna move on right after I say this. Yeah. Is uh, my brother who yeah. passed, love him to death. My younger brother, one year younger. Uh, he died at forty nine years oh, old. Gee, never I'm made sorry, it to fifty. Man. Yeah. But he, you know uh, the pro- the thing with him is uh-huh. he was an atheist. He yeah, was a yeah. known atheist. He he grew up. You know, after we grew up in the church, of course he detached from it. But yeah. he was like, no, I don't believe in God. All of that. Yeah. Now. When he was in a hospital in uh, Parkersburg, West Virginia, and they had him on the resuscitator and everything, we we got him moved from there to the WVU hospital. And uh, when they pulled the resuscitator out, of course, they got him revived a little bit. So when they put him in the uh, ambulance and he was driving away, when we got to the hospital a few days later and he was like conscious and talking Uh to me, he's like, hey, Phil, he goes, I'm going to pray to God because I said, what? It shocked me when he said it. And the thing is, he goes, as I was leaving, uh-huh. the devil tried to reach out to the ambulance and, and wanted me. That's and wild. as I'm leaving, he looked at me and he goes, it's not time for you yet, but I will have you. Jesus. And then he dissipated into the smoke. And I'm like, Dave, he goes, listen, I'm not bullshit, man. It scared the hell out of yeah. me. And he said for me to say, God, please give me another chance. And he prayed. We prayed right, right there. Yeah. My brother never prayed. So the whole spirituality of it is, you know, we never know when we're going to need that. Yeah. We never know because you think about it. Nobody knows the troubles that you've seen. Nobody knows what right. you've gone through when it comes to your spirituality. Yeah, uh, you you got to get right with God because right. you never know when your moment's going right. to be. You walk Absolutely, through the forest man. and hit your head, oh. and all of a sudden you're laying there and stuff happens. You're in another yeah. realm. Absolutely. You don't know it. Hey, and, and, and I, I have a similar experience too, man, because um, – uh, uh, so I, I was an atheist, and even after this near-death experience, uh, I, I was an atheist after that for years to come. And then it wasn't until my first shroom trip, my cousin gave me an eighth. I ate, and then I drank an eighth worth in tea as well at the same time. And um, you know, I left my body. I left the third dimension. Uh, long story short, and I met the face of God, and I, I, I saw the face of God directly. And I couldn't speak for two months after that. It was insane. Um, and and. And I learned quantum mechanics, the relationship between multiple dimensions, and just so many things from that experience. As an atheist, to within two and a half hours, learn that I was wrong about everything because I believed in random theory and so many things, and and just it was it was it was mind blowing, man. So I, I relate. You know, people uh, 
Tyler and I are finding out new things about each other, and one of the things that I know, sitting here looking across the uh, table at him and, and the way we've talked, he's not bullshit. And I, I know this to be true. He, he's not that type of guy. So when we know that people have had different spiritual ex uh, experiences and have gone through things, nobody knows what the troubles we've gone through. Just yeah, remember that. I remember totally that, people, to stay positive. Yeah. So you know what? I think what we're going to do today, because we've really done a good job, rather than getting anything more, we wanted to give you guys a little overall synopsis of uh, how our show is going to go. And we hope you uh, really enjoy uh, listening to us pretty soon you're going to be able to call in we're going to do a couple live shows that's going to be exciting yeah really yeah. i want to talk to people i want people Absolutely. to talk back to me because they're going to hear what we yeah. got to say i want to hear what they have to say i'm not afraid to keep it real yeah you know I, what i'm saying I, I hope you guys enjoyed our, our our little pilot episode we've recorded an episode before this this is the second one we've we've really recorded but uh but but i think this is a really good sampler platter of the type of things that we're going to get into here and our dynamic yeah I agree with it. And you know what? I could not have uh, a better co-host uh, to host this show with me. Uh, he is definitely my yin to yang, it uh, tick to talk. Um, we are definitely, you know, black and white and you don't know which is which. We are definitely Cubana African. Uh, we are definitely everything the culture says we cannot be. Uh, we're old, we're young, we're smart, we're tech savvy, we're uh, we're world savvy and and, and more, more important than that we're friends and we appreciate each other for our differences so thank you guys so much for joining us and we're going to close out on one of my songs um growing pains part four thank you so much for listening today guys this has been an AM media production path to find yourself almost always leads through hell time is chosen we prevail pain it molds us even still find the force behind the will with no recourse we make the field stepping forward feeling chills growing past our deepest ills i lost my way but here i am out there thinking i'm the man all this change inside my pocket but no mind to understand caught up in a life of dodging coppers fighting robbers my was fried from all the uppers mixed with downers try to climb as we pop off in less than a minute we strap for the minutes like ready and now we go mask off like hold up we in it we stacking the digits like walking around for racks how to have big money spent on Lawyers seized by cops or court recording Saw a lot but lost way more And in the end I'm better for it The path to find yourself almost always leads through hell Time is chosen, we prevail Pain it molds us even still Find the force behind the will with no recourse We make the field Stepping forward, feeling chills Growing past our deepest hills I found myself Reached in deep, still was broken Well, I guess my time was chosen Working past this fettered ocean Insecurities, thought debris A puppet, dirty effigy Was luck that had me thinking I was God So karma beckoned me Trying to piece what's left of me Buried for the energy I've yet to master Thinking faster Searching through my memories Was always plastered Mind so bad it lost within my revelries It all came crashing High collapsing long before my felonies 